Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Hi, Keith. What's up? Oh, you know, just, you know, Academy Award fever has hit us with full force. Yes. The Academy Award nominations uh, came out a couple days ago, and uh, we will be reviewing those in just a moment. Uh, How's everything else going? Pretty good. I had uh, some back-to-back Elton John concerts <gasps> this week. That's so, right. Yeah, things two are, nights things with are great. Yeah, just two nights with Elton. Just two. I'd like to spend tonight with Elton, too. I'd just like to keep all the Elton concerts going. Um, you guys can uh, check out uh, Katie's coverage of Elton's two different shows on Billboard.com. Um, I have yet to see Elton John live. Uh, it's worth it. Wow. And he has a million hits, so it's just nonstop. Yeah. yeah. And he does the hits. Yes, he does. He does not shy away from those hits. He does not. Well, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with stars from the world of pop. On this week's show... We'll discuss the nominees for the Academy Awards, including some very big pop stars landing their first nods, our favorite movie musicals, an update on the Grease Live TV special, and the biggest musical soundtrack ever on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Plus, (laughs) we've got an interview with the one and only... Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, man. Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John. She's on the pop shop. It makes sense. You know, the week where we're talking about musicals. Of course. One of the stars of the arguably most popular and most successful movie musicals of all time, Grease, yeah. is on the show. Uh, the pop legend, who has notched 15 top 10 singles on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, including five number ones, called into the podcast to talk about her thoughts on Grease her residency show in Las Vegas at the Flamingo, and much more. But first, some housekeeping notes. If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode. And while you're there, give us a rating or review. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. First up, the Academy Award nominations are out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's the Kool-Aid Man voice coming back. Uh, The 88th Oscar nominations, uh, Oscars nominations. It's weird to say those words back to back. Yeah, you can say Oscar. We're not doing an official headline here. I mean, that's what the press release said, but it just just doesn't roll off the tongue. Mm -hmm. Oscars nominations were announced on Thursday, January 14th, and The Revenant garnered uh, the most nominations with 12 including Best Picture. I have not seen The Revenant Neither yet. have I. It looks dark. Yes, it does, and I've heard mixed things about it. So there you go. Yeah. There's your mini, there's your mini review. <laughs> Obviously, the Academy likes it, though. Uh, in the music categories, and there are two, uh, John Williams racked up another Oscar nomination for his score for Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Uh, I believe this is his 80 millionth nomination, Yeah, that is Katie? correct. Yep, I can confirm that, Keith. Uh, you, 80 you, millionth. You, you have a stat, <laughs> I, I believe, about this. Yeah, he actually, uh, this is his 45th nomination <sighs> for scoring, his 50th nomination overall. 
because he also got five original song nominations oh, previously. Good Lord. Yeah. And uh, he's actually the living person with the most Academy Award nominations. So 50 is currently the record for a living human being. I want to know which films of John Williams he has not gotten an Academy Award nomination. Yeah, I, I bet that is the minority of John Williams scored films. I wonder if, if someone <laughs> someone should do some math and determine of the films, like, you know, films released in movie theaters that John Williams has worked on, what percentage of them have earned Academy Award nominations for him? Like, what's yeah. his batting average? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it like 80%, 75%? I feel like every kid who was ever in a marching band played John Williams music at some point. We did a whole halftime show of it with our in, band. Were you in the band? I was in the band. Wow. <laughs> Learn something new every week about yeah. Katie. Um, in the same category, Thomas Newman tallies his 13th nomination for his score for Bridge of Spies. Newman is the cousin of Randy Newman. And Randy, of course... Uh, has been nominated 20 times, crazily enough. He's actually won, though. Uh, Thomas, unfortunately, has yet to win an Academy Award. But he does have, it's his 13th, as you said. And the Newman family in general, they have more nominations than just Thomas and Randy. There there are other Newmans? Yeah, there's an Alfred, and there's a Lionel, and there's an Emil, there's a David, and the entire family has 89 nominations, more than any other family. Wow. Yeah. You'd think, like, I don't know. Take that, the Barrymore Coppola's. family. Or, yeah, exactly. Take that, Angelica and, <laughs> and whoever Angelica's father's uh, name John is. Houston. John Houston. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> you know, just John Houston. <laughs> well, um, maybe this will be uh, Thomas's year. Perhaps. I don't know. He's uh, hoping so for the next family reunion. Yeah, exactly. So we can brag. <laughs> they all probably bring their awards and like you know polish them together. Um, moving on to the best original song category, which honors the best songs written specifically for a motion picture. There are three big pop stars with multiple top 10 Hot 100 hit singles under their belt, and they all get their first nominations this year. The Weeknd for Earned It from Fifty Shades of Grey. We can now say that Fifty Shades of Grey... Oscar-nominated movie. The Oscar-nominated... Like you all knew when you watched it. You knew that was... Oh, this is this is Oscar bait. Headed straight to the Kodak. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, whatever that theater's called now. It's not actually... The Dolby. The, the Dolby Headed Theater. straight to the Dolby. Uh, <laughs> Lady Gaga for Till It Happens to You from the documentary film The Hunting Ground. Mm-hmm. And Sam Smith for Writings on the Wall from Spectre. Um, also up in this category is Manta Ray from Racing Extinction and Simple Song number three from Youth. Um, fun fact, Lady Gaga was nominated alongside the famed songwriter Diane Warren and uh, because they co-wrote the song together. It is Diane's eighth nomination. She actually has yet to win an Academy Award. So like Thomas Newman... Maybe this will be their year. They're the Susan Lucci's of the music categories of the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's good company that uh, Lady Gaga keeps. Diane Warren has written a bajillion hit singles. Yeah. Uh, this could be the year. Yeah. Um, uh, are there any surprises in this category for you, Katie? Uh, yeah. A lot of people on Twitter, the first thing that they noticed was that See You Again from Furious 7 yeah. was not nominated. It seems kind of like a big glaring omission. It's interesting. So that's uh, from Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth and a huge, massive number one hit last year for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. And also backs a really pivotal scene in the movie, so it you know has the cinematic aspect of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's interesting. It's yeah. an interesting uh, omission. I I, I I I would be interested in seeing these five nomination five nominated songs and where they fit in each of their respective films, and if they perhaps 
better moved the story along or better, you know, did whatever you're supposed to do as a best original song nominee versus see you again. If I had made it through 50 shades of gray, Keith, I would let you know. Oh, you didn't make it through. I did not. I did see the scene that has Ellie Goulding's love me like you do though. Oh, really? Yes. Cause that, cause that was eligible to be nominated. <laughs> and it's a very sultry scene. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to assume most scenes in this film. Yeah, are that's sultry. probably true. So earned it probably did a later sultry scene in the film. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Um, well, uh, keeping the, well, by the way, the Academy Awards, uh, will be, uh, will air on February 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern on ABC. It'll be, uh, live on both coasts. Yes. So we can tune in on 4 p.m. Uh, if you're on the West Coast. And, uh, keeping the discussion in the world of movies and music, we thought it would be fun to talk about some of our favorite movie musicals. Yes. Um, we've each come up with, uh, three of our favorites, uh, in no particular order. And uh, Katie, would you like to share with the class? You should have said, "Be be my guest." Be your, oh, be my guest <laughs> because be my guest. first choice is Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> which is you it's know a, it's a Disney movie musical. It's a tale as old as time. It is a tale as old as time, and the music is just lovely in that movie. Actually, just right from the very beginning, my favorite song in the whole movie is when <laughs> Belle comes out and she's singing the entire scene with Belle. her. Yeah, and yeah. it's just Little Town. Full of little people. That whole song. I love that song. And um, and it also just reminds me of like a, any sort of classic Broadway musical. Those scenes where you like wind through and, and various characters chime in. Little pieces of the song. Yeah. I, I, I love that song. So I think it just has magical music and is, is a great musical in addition to being a Disney treasure. You know, it was also the first uh, animated film to be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Much deserved. Yeah. That is a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. It did not win. Oh. Um, <laughs> but it was the first, I believe, I believe it was. It made history when it was the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture. A lot of people were surprised Inside Out wasn't in the uh, Best Picture nominees this year, actually. Yeah. I think I think it had a really good shot. Yeah. It, you know, it's hard with, it's hard... Uh, it's hard with animated films in general for yes. some reason. Um, but Inside Out is amazing. If you haven't seen it, watch it. You'll probably cry. <laughs> Just so, saying. Keith, what's your first choice? Uh, my first choice is a is a movie we've already mentioned, uh, Grease. Uh, You're not just pandering to Olivia Newton-John, are you? Maybe. Just a little. <laughs> She's worth pandering to. I mean, you know, you've got Sandy, you've got Danny, you've got Rizzo, you've got Kaniki, uh, you've got a lot of very catchy names of people. <laughs> Great names. Um, you know, never mind that the entire cast uh, are, are playing high schoolers, even though they're all in their 20s and beyond. You know, Stalker Channing was like 34 and she was playing a high schooler. Um, ignore how the T-Birds are the least threatening gang ever put <laughs> this on the side film. of West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> the T-Birds are going to have their way tonight. <laughs> um, overlook how we're supposed to praise Sandy's character from going from good girl to slinky slut, as if that's a really good thing. <laughs> um, what makes Grease amazing is the music, the performances, and the cast, and, and just the sheer amount of fun that everyone is having in the movie, and also the, the, the amount of fun that you have when you watch it. Yeah. It's just such a fun movie. You just feel good. Yeah. Um, bonus fun fact, it earned an Academy Award nomination for its song Hopelessly Devoted to You, which was one of the few new songs that were written specifically for the movie, as the film, of course, was based on the stage musical of the same name. Yes. Uh, what's your second pick? 
Grease 2. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I like Grease 2. I love Grease 2 as well. I love it. It's I, no Grease. Cool Rider. Amazing. I love it. And Michelle Pfeiffer is incredible oh, oh, in it. Oh. Um, but it's not C- Grease 2. O-O-L. <laughs> yes. R-R-D-E-R. <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah. My actual second choice, <laughs> I wanted to pick something a little more modern, and I realized that for me, like, my modern musical is Pitch Perfect. It's a good one. I love it. I could watch it every single day for the rest of my life. Um, really? I, every single kind day? Kind of, okay. and I almost do, as you can you can ask my husband. Uh, every time somebody comes over to my house and I find out that they have not seen it yet, I immediately fire it up. Wow. Like every time. You're one of those people. I'm one of those. <laughs> but they all appreciate it, I think. At least that's what they tell me at the time. But it's really funny. The music scenes are amazing. Uh, all the characters are great. And uh, I think we have a shared favorite scene in that movie. Uh, the riff off is incredible. Oh, yeah. That's like the greatest part. And even if you have to kind of suspend disbelief that somebody could just come up with these intricate acapella arrangements on the spot, just, you know, don't worry about that and just watch it and have fun. And it's incredible. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, my second pick is actually The Sound of Music, because, you know, what's better than a musical about a nun who leaves the convent to be the governess for a large family in Austria uh, in the shadow of the Third Reich beginning to grow over Europe? <laughs> what's um, better? I know. It may be perhaps <laughs> the same movie, but filled with amazing songs like My Favorite Things, 16 Going on 17, So Long, Farewell. Do Re Mi, Climb Every Mountain, and of course the title track. I think as a, I, when I saw The Sound of Music for the first time, it might have been in college. I think I watched it for a film class. I know, believe it or not, the first time I saw it was in college. And I, I didn't realize that the songs in the movie like originated with the sound of music. You knew the songs already. I knew the you songs just didn't already. know where they came from. I already knew Do Re Mi. Yeah. Do a deer, a female. I'm yeah. like, that isn't just like a nursery rhyme? Exactly. Like, no, it was written for the flipping sound of music <laughs> um so that's just incredible and yeah. um, so it's just wonderful and every year uh me and a group of friends go to the sound of music sing-along at the hollywood bowl oh, yes. in los angeles still have here. not been to that this I'm year's inviting june, inviting myself you can come along <laughs> june 24th at the hollywood bowl it's always sold out and it's always so much fun i'll be there with bells on or perhaps a habit um <laughs> also fun fact the soundtrack to the sound of music is the second biggest album ever on the Billboard 200 oh, chart. Oh, wow. Since uh, 1963. Wow. Yeah, last year we did a big greatest of all time uh, package on Billboard.com mm-hmm. where we recapped the biggest songs and artists on the Hot 100 and the Billboard 200. And The Sound of Music was the number two biggest album since 1963. The number one album, Adele's 21. Meaning, if we were to do this all over again, Adele's 25 would probably get into the contention at s- somewhere. That's check, actually check really interesting. Check back in a few years. Yes. Check back in a few we years. We revisit. Um, what is your uh, third pick? I yes, mean? my final choice, and uh, I know we weren't supposed to rank, but this is my absolute favorite, is Funny Girl. I am obsessed with Funny Girl. Which I've never seen. Oh, which you need to see. Barbara Streisand is incredible in she's it. She's like butter. She's like butter. And it's like, it, she's hilarious in it. She's, you know, playing this comedian type who, you know, is trying to be a performer of any kind. She's just trying to be, she's a showgirl in New York and she's just trying to like get on stage because she just has an amazing presence. And the most incredible scene, actually there's two. First is when she originally meets uh, the character Nikki Arnstein played by Omar Sharif, the late great Omar Sharif. And their chemistry and their electricity is just incredible, and you feel it instantly. And he's just, like, the most handsome man in the universe when you see him for the first time. Oh. And then, obviously, the, the signature song is uh, Don't Rain on My Parade. 
and that scene is awesome. She's rushing through the streets of New York, just going through train stations, going all the way to the water to get to a boat, to take a boat to find her love in London, and they're doing these sweeping aerial shots as she's singing, and it's it's just epic. It's such a good musical. She's on a boat going to London? Oh, yeah, she takes a boat. She chases after him in a boat. So she gets on a boat. She ditches the show that she's in. She's in a traveling show at the time. He goes to London, and she follows him by boat. Wow, and she's just singing (laughs) this song the entire time. No, she's singing all the way to the boat. Okay. (laughs) It's like, this is one really long song. Um, Well, my uh, third and final pick is The Wizard of Oz. Um, There's a reason why this movie is so beloved since its release in 1939. Um, And I think... I mean, the whole movie is just wonderful. Yeah. I mean, the Ruby Slippers, Judy Garland, you know, the the Wicked Witch. I mean, just everything is, every scene is just so iconic. Yeah. And so memorable. And um, its songs have risen to become, like, pop culture catchphrases. Yeah. You know, over the rainbow. Um, We're off to see the wizard. There's no place like home. Oh, if I only had a brain. Like, things like that, like we say, we just use in casual conversation, and we all have this shared definition, this shared Mm -hmm. emotion behind it. Because not just that we've seen the movie, because we've all seen bad movies, but you see this, you see this great movie, and it makes this impression on you, and it just holds on. So it's the mark of a very, very good film that continues to endure, and, you know, it's on TV almost every year. Yeah. I mean... It's kind of like the sound of music in Greece, where you always see them on TV. Yep. Well, good um, choices. Yeah, I think those are good quality yeah. choices. Um, I, I speaking of movie musicals, I want to get an update on Greece Live, which is coming up on Fox at the end of the month. Um, it's it's the latest in a string of live musicals that are being staged on TV. I think the one that started the the trend was The Sound of Music a few mm-hmm. years ago. And then since then, we've had Peter Pan, which didn't do incredibly well. Mm. And you, you actually forgot that Peter Pan existed. Oh, no, I watched it. I remember. Oh, oh no, I watched it. I've been it. trying to forget, um, perhaps. Then after <laughs> Peter Pan, uh, what, I don't know what, it was like some, Peter Pan and something, and then The Wiz. Oh, I don't think there was anything in between. I think it was Sound of Music, Peter oh, Pan, The Wiz. Then the Wiz, okay. Yep. yep and yep. then um, last year, uh, they, and these were all on NBC, mm-hmm. and then last year Fox announced that they were going to get into the game. Oh, yeah. Um, what did Fox tell us, Katie? Well, uh, Grease Live, which is coming up really shortly, January 31st. Yeah, like a week or so. Yeah. yeah, and a full year ago, back in January, February of last year, we learned some of the casting news. It's great casting. It's Julianne Hoff as Sandy. It's Aaron Tveit as Danny, who's a Broadway star, who will so know dreamy. will know so much better after seeing this. Maybe they're both super dreamy. They're both, I mean, I, so talented. So talented. It's incredible casting. They can sing. I love they it. can dance. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> some Billboard favorites are there too, uh, as well. Carly Rae Jepsen as Frenchie. Vanessa Hudgens as Rizzo. Kiki Palmer as Marty. And then we also have all these pop stars involved in other ways. Jesse J is going to be singing Grease is the Word to start out the show. Wow. Uh, Boys to Men are going to be the Teen Angels to replace Fa- Frankie Avalon okay. from the movie. And DNCE is going to be the school band that plays the hand jive during the dance contest. Like the stand-ins for Sha Na Na. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, so it's just like, it's it's quite the casting. We'll Seriously. see how it all comes together. Oh, and finally... It's the first one of all these live TV musicals that will have a live audience there. I wonder how they're going to, like, 
I mean, I wonder how that's going to work. I, I mean, think it's going to be good. It's going to be like a Broadway play where you, there's audience reaction, 30, right? What what day is the 31st? Is that like a Monday? It's a Sunday, I think. Oh, my God. I would love to be in the audience. Well, then let's make that happen. That would be so, so we cool. We can report back. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes. Just to see like a live production like moving during oh, a commercial yeah. break and trying to, fi- you know, oh, my God, movie scenery. Oh, yeah. Scenery. And I, honestly, I honestly think with the NBC ones, that was something that was missing was kind of that feedback. It all seemed very static. Yeah. Like and and so that feedback I think will help a lot. Yeah. Or also just drown out characters and stuff. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll it's an experiment. <laughs> to be determined. Well, speaking of Greece, uh, we spoke to the one and only star of Greece, the movie, Olivia Newton John. It is time for our interview with the pop diva. Um, uh, she called in uh, recently and spoke to me. Uh, uh, she I, I I think I'm not sure if she was in Vegas or she might have been from home, but she couldn't have been more lovely. Um, it was super exciting for me to talk to her. I mean, I, I, we've all listened to her music. I think, I mean, through Greece, through Physical, yep. through Xanadu, mm-hmm. through, you know, I honestly love you. You know, like, you know, when she was a country star in the 70s up through when she was a pop star in the 80s. Yeah. Um, she was lovely. And we talked about uh, Greece, uh, why it endures, and also her thoughts on the new Fox staging of it. Talked about how she was actually asked to be part of the cast of Grease Live. So you'll find out what she had to say about that. Mm -hmm. And she talks about her residency in Vegas at the Flamingo Hotel, uh, where you can catch her uh, throughout the year. She has dates lined up. It's a residency that's been going strong for a little while. It's nothing but divas in Vegas. Nothing but divas. Brittany, Mm J-Lo, Olivia. I, I, I want one day to have them all just, like, hang out together and just, like, you know, we're going to hang oh, out. Oh, I really hope they do. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. What I a, really hope. What a photo op. <laughs> well, anyway, here's our interview with Olivia Newton-John. Welcome, Olivia Newton-John, to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. How are you doing? Thank you. Great. How are you doing? I am doing super awesome now that I'm speaking to you. I mean, this is this is awesome. How is your new year going so far? My new year was lovely. I had a I did a show in Las Vegas that night at Flamingo and then I rushed home to be home for midnight with my husband and my dog and cat and we had a really quiet one in front of the fire and it was perfect. Yeah, you are. You were working on New Year's Eve and I think New Year's Day and then like January 2nd too. You had back-to-back-to-back shows, I think, right? I did. I did, yeah. You do five in a row in Las Vegas and that was one of the nights. It was a fun wow. night. Um, yeah. Did you do something special for the for the New Year's show? Uh, like, did you add a, a special song to the set list or anything special for that evening? Uh, no, not really. I just I did my show and just welcomed and wished everyone Happy New Year. And no, I didn't do anything different. The Christmas Every, shows I did. Yeah. Every show is special. You don't need to add something <laughs> else. Every single one of them is special. Oh, you're sweet. Well, you know, it was it wasn't close to midnight. Otherwise, I would have done something. But I I kind of think it's bad luck to do it unless it's at the time. So I didn't do it. Um. <laughs> You know, um, I was I was going to ask because uh, I don't. I, I was asking um, one of your uh, folks that work with you. I said, "Oh, if Olivia is in L.A., she can come by the office and say hi." And they're like, "Oh, she doesn't live in L.A." I'm like, "Well, she must live in Vegas." So do you do you live in Vegas full time now because of the show? No, we don't. We live in Vegas when I'm working there, and we have a house that we live in, which is kind of out of the city, which is nice. It's kind of feels ah. like another home. And then we live outside of L.A., about two hours outside of L.A. 
Aha, okay. Well, what's the best part of doing the show in Vegas? Because it's been going on now since, I want to say, 2014, I believe, right? It's been going on for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, it's nice year. I love the fact that I, I am in one place. <laughs> it's yeah. consistent. The sound is consistent. The lights are consistent. The room is a great room. The flamingos. I love my band, and the show is kind of, you know, set, and you're not moving around. You're in the same bed every night. You get up and you have, you know, a routine, which is my life hasn't really been like that. This is probably the most routine I've had since I was at school. Yeah. That's why I think when when I talk to other folks that have residencies in Vegas, that is such a a draw for them because – you know, uh, I, I've talked to J-Lo about her show, and she says, you know, you can do so much more when you're stationary. You know, you can – and you can always count on the show being the same. You know, you don't have all those those things you can't account for when you move from show to show and city to city that, what if the bus breaks down? What if the lights don't work? You know, or the sound is off? Like, you know, it's going to be kind of the same show every night, and then that gives you a little bit more freedom to do things differently if you want and change up the show, you know, as the shows go on, I suppose. Yeah, it's been wonderful having that consistency because that, you know, as as you just explained that J-Lo told you, it's that that life on the road is, is fun, but it's tiring and it's inconsistent. Yeah. So to have the consistency is wonderful. Is it is it difficult for you to figure out which songs to do in the show because you have – so many hit songs. You, you've had nearly 40 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And, you know, it must be difficult for you to sit there and look at your songs and go, oh, hey, which ones do I do? It's like a Sophie's Choice, you know, when you're trying to put together the set list. You know, how difficult was it for you to come up with the songs that you do in the show? You know, it's a wonderful problem to have. And <laughs> one that I never thought I would have. So, you know, I, I kind of went by what was the most popular, which ones sold the most, which ones people mentioned to me the most. And because the show's only 19 minutes, I can't I can't do them all, which I'm very grateful to say. So yeah. I, do, I do medleys of some of them, and the show's pretty – has to be pretty structured because you have lights and everything that are, are on a, a certain set form. So we don't change it out too much. Well, I'll be changing it a little bit for this year. Ooh. Putting a few more songs in, mainly for the fans that come back. I have a bunch of repeat customers who come often to my show, so they they will notice when I put a few new songs in. Most of the people are coming for the first time, so right. I do change things out a little bit, and um, that's kind of fun for the band and for me. But basically, there's a set lot of songs that I think the public expect to hear, so I like to do what they expect to hear. Yeah. And because I remember as a young girl going to see um, a famous artist who remained nameless, and she she didn't do the songs, she didn't do her hits, and I remember being terribly disappointed and thinking, if my, if I'm ever lucky enough to make it successfully, I must remember to do the songs that people want to hear. So I kind of yeah. kept that in my mind always. It's always so difficult when, you know, you have – you know, so many hits that people expect you to play. And at the same time, you want to balance that with your desire to play, you know, perhaps some songs that are less familiar or perhaps new material that you want to play. So it's always it's always a balancing act. And a friend of mine saw your show last year and actually got to meet you as well. And he said that some of his favorite moments in the show were, was when you did Sam because um, he felt it was a really – 
intimate performance, and it really struck him as a, as a very special moment in the show. Are you still doing Sam? Oh, uh, thank in, you. Yes, I am. I, okay. I, I didn't do it for a couple of weeks because I had a cold, but I, <laughs> but I do do it. Yeah, it's a great, it's a beautiful song and one of my favorites. Um, he he was um, though he he was I would have to say a little sad that you didn't play Twist of Fate. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to put that back in. Amazing. Yeah. There you go. Tell him to come back. All is right in the world now. Okay. You know, um, do you have time while you're in Vegas to see other shows while you're there and, and, and take in other shows like Brittany and, and Jennifer and Celine and that sort of thing? Or are you pretty much, you know, working and then you get out of town? Yeah, the problem is that we're on at the same time. Yeah. Um, I have seen Celine at a different time. I haven't seen Brittany um, this time. Um, and uh, Jennifer, I haven't had a chance at all because we're on the same time. So far. Well, she has, she, but, she's just about to get started, so you haven't missed her yet, so don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she, was on a, she was on at New Year when I was there last, last New Year's, I think it was, a year before. She did a special week or something, and that's what started her yeah. coming back. But, no, I haven't had a chance, but I'd love to. And sometimes I'll go in a day early if that means they're on. But very often we're on the same schedule, and usually I want to get home. <laughs> exactly. You want to, you yeah. had a long day at work. You want to go home. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, during the show, which uh, starts back up on January 19th at the Flamingo, there is a, a medley of songs from Greece, which obviously everyone knows that you have the iconic role of Sandy in the movie. And, uh, you know, they're bringing the, the show back on Fox later this month uh, as Greece yeah. Live, a one-night-only special live event. Uh, wh- what, do you, what do you think of that? That's got to be a, a pretty crazy uh, thing that they're going to try to take on to do Greece Live in one night. Well, it's like, I guess it's like doing a live theatrical performance. Yeah. Um, which they have done a lot, but I think it's going to be wonderful. I think Julianne's going to be a wonderful Sandy. She's got, she's gorgeous. She's a, a good actress, and, a, and I haven't heard her singing, but she's an amazing dancer, and I'm sure she's really good. And she's got a really lovely um, energy about her. So I think she'll be great. I haven't seen I have... the, the gentleman who's playing Danny, but you know they're going to bring their own thing to it. And I know that. Um, uh, Kaniki is being played by one of the boys who was in Dancing with the Stars, and he had a really great energy. So I'm excited to see it. Have has, have the producers reached out to you at all to maybe uh, show up in a special cameo appearance in any way? Uh, yeah, they did, but I, I, I've i done that movie. <laughs> <You> know, <I've laughs> Leave it to the young ones. <laughs> what What is it about the music of Greece that is so enduring? Because so many generations discover it you know, year after year, and, and there's something magical about the music that people love. Yeah. Is there, can you put your finger on it at all? I think this, yeah, I think you said it. There's something magical, there's something charismatic and fun. I think it's fun and contagious. And something about the 50s that they captured when they wrote this script and wrote the songs, and then, of course, John Farrah, who wrote Hope See Devoted to You and the other one that I want, and Barry Gibb wrote Grease, Grease is the Word. They contributed a new contemporary feeling, but it suited the times. That kind of brought extra uh, hits to the show and I think brought it into the into the times. I think it's, it's just contagious kind of thing. And everyone, I think, knows 
somebody who's like one of those characters, or they knew someone like that at school. So it kind of hit, yeah. seems to hit a chord with everybody. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the song that you mentioned, you're the one that I want, was a huge number one hit for you on the Billboard Hot 100. It's one of uh, five number one hits for you on the Hot 100 chart. Um, I'm, I'm sure you already knew that, of course. Um, but you also had a number one hit last year on the Billboard charts with a collaboration with your daughter um, yes. on You Have to Believe, which is insane. You had a number one hit with your daughter. That must have been so special to, be, to have a number oh, one. So, so fantastic. You know, Chloe is so talented and so beautiful, and I'm so excited. She wrote the, the new verses for it with Day by Day who produced it, and it was her idea to do it. And I said, yeah, why not? Let's do that. And then it went to number one. So, <laughs> And uh, our, um, my husband's nephew produced and directed the video. So it was a very much a family affair, and it turned out to be really great. Yeah, I'm very proud of her. Is there, is there hope that maybe, um, you know, you'll, you'll still be involved with her music in the future, or is this just kind of like a one-off kind of special thing or – are we going to hear a physical redo from the two of you later at some point? Well, she's going to do something. I won't say exactly what it is, but she's working on another one with Dave right now. And I won't be involved in that one. It's, you know, it's time for her to do it on her own, which I'm really Absolutely. Happy. Yeah. Um, and, and the last thing I want to ask you, you know, your, you, I know you released a, a special kind of song for Christmas. I think you put it, you put it out through YouTube. It was a special um, kind of Christmas moment. Are, is there more future music coming from you that, that we can talk about that you're working on? Yes, I've got a project um, with two of my friends, uh, Beth Nelson Chapman and Amy Skye, both brilliant singer-songwriters in their own right, and we have a project coming out in April. I don't think they want me to mention the title or anything about it right now, but we're just okay. finishing that up, and um, I'm very excited about that project. It's a really important one to me. And um, I wanted to mention something else that you you said something before that, and now I've forgotten. It's gone right out of my head. It's but, okay. Uh, yeah, no, so I know. The song, the song at Christmas was with my wonderful singer, Steve Rial. He's also my vocal coach and has been for about 12 years and has kept my voice going through all these weeks in Las Vegas. And, you know, people always complain about Vegas throats and all these problems, and I haven't had a problem because I have Stevie to work me out every day. And uh, he's written an album that is really spectacular, and I did one of the songs with him as a duet, and it's called Fulfilled. And if people go to my website, they can find the song. It's very pretty, and he's got an album coming out. Brilliant. Well, yeah. you know, I, I hope that everyone goes and sees you at the Flamingo starting on January 19th, and you have shows lined up throughout the year. And I look forward to hearing more music from you uh, in April, hopefully. Thank soon. you, yes. Yes, thank you so much. I'm nice talking to you. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks again to the fabulous Olivia Newton-John. So awesome. I just love that, that she is as sweet as you would expect her to be. She was so nice. Mm-hmm. I just, and you know, she was just... It's good. It's good when you talk to pop stars and they just, you know, they seem like, you know, sunshine and lollipops, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, you know what time it is now, Katie? What time is it, Keith? It's time for the Chart Stat of the Week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, in light of the Academy Award nominations, I thought it'd be fun to do our not so famous Quiz Katie segment. <laughs> Woohoo! Always frightening. Always so frightening. Well, here it is. Which of the following Billboard Hot 100 number one singles did not get a nomination? For best original song. Okay, okay. Folks listening, you can play along. I will read them off. They are I Don't Want to Miss a Thing from Armageddon, The Power of Love from Back to the Future, Gonna Fly Now from Rocky, This Used to Be My Playground from A League of Their Own, and Theme from Shaft from, well, Shaft. Okay, my, my eye instantly goes to... Your girl Madonna. Uh-huh. Is that the right answer? But is this a trick question? <laughs> right. Is it? I just can't remember because if a League that of their song own, was a League actually of... written for A League of Their Own. That's what I'm hung up on. Um, That's why I'm, I'm suggesting it could be the one. Well. Uh, Did it get a nomination, Keith? No. Ah, I got it. Yeah. Drat. <laughs> um, actually, all, all, yeah, all these except for Madonna's song got a nomination. I know she's been, or her songs have been nominated before, but I didn't know about that one specifically. So and none of the, actually, none of the songs that she has written, right, have, the ones that she performed. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, funny enough, as as a Madonna uh, fan, she, I, I think it's interesting to note that two songs that she performed, that she originated um, as a performer have been nominated and have won. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sooner or later, I always get my man from Dick Tracy, Mm -hmm. won the Academy Award for Stephen Sondheim. Yep, Stephen Sondheim. And then You Must Love Me for Evita, Mm -hmm. written by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, won, and she performed it as well. Um, Songs that we identify with her and movies um, have not been nominated, like This Used to Be My Playground or Into the Groove or Who's That Girl Mm -hmm. or I'll Remember from With Honors. (laughs) Die Another Day from the movie of the same name. Yeah. I really feel like it had a decent shot that year. And Ugh. yet, no. Ugh. <sighs> I can only imagine young Keith just waiting for that. Wait, Some, on I, 6 a.m. on Oscar nomination morning. Someday Madonna <laughs> will get an Academy Award nomination. All right. I, I like feel it. I like that. Um, do you want a uh, second part of this quiz? Which, oh, goodness. Sure. Which, which one of these uh, four nominees, obviously not Madonna, mm-hmm. which one of the four nominees that are left, which one of them actually won Ooh. the Academy Award? Well, I know it's I don't I I know it's not I don't want to miss a thing because we just talked about the fact that Diane Warren has never won and she, and wrote, she that. wrote that. Yeah. So I'm going to choose something else. I'm going to go theme from Shaft. You, it's correct. Yes, Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes, amazing. He he won the Academy Award that year for best original song for theme from Shaft. This is the best quiz Katie segment that has ever happened. It actually worked out pretty well. Yes, it did. It worked in my favor. Well, uh, there you go. There's our chart set of the week. Uh, it's a modified one about the Academy Awards and the Billboard Hot 100 chart. And you know what? I think that's it. I think that's it too. This has been lovely. A nice movie edition. It's all, cinematic yeah. pop shop. It's it's a yeah. <laughs> I think that's that could be an idea. It's a, it's a new a, a new podcast that we'll do that's just all about movies and music. I'm down with that. THR, or we could just talk about it. Or here. we could just talk about it here. <laughs> Like, well, we don't need to start another yeah. one. Um, what song do you want to go out on? Oh, well, it has to be something from Greece in honor of uh, ONJ. ONJ. Um, so let's go with You're the One That I Want. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. You're the one that-